Welcome to the Careers, Employability and Skills podcast from Queen's University Belfast. This episode was recorded during Go Global Week 2021 and features Queen's University students Aoife Taggart and Leah Carson and is hosted by Conleth Burns and Rory McGrillan. Uh, good afternoon, everyone, um, and and welcome to our final information session um, of Go Global Week. Um, if you did miss any of the sessions that ran um, earlier in the week, they, they focus on the US and Canada, they focus on Europe, the international um, workshop for international students. Um, you can actually see those on the careers events page, so um, they're all the recordings um, are up there. So it's great to see um, a lot of you um, on today. So um, we'll get started. Um, in today's session, um, we'll I'll give you an overview of the Global Opportunities Team um, and the service that we provide to students. Um, the session will include an overview of the opportunities available for you to work and study um, and volunteer in Asia. Um, and we see this as a really good starting point um, for your research um, and, and we would encourage you to look at those sessions that happened earlier in the week, just in case you want to find a bit more opportunities in different parts of the world. Um, about halfway through, we'll get to hear from a couple of students, um, Aoife and Leah, who participated on, on a couple of global programmes, um, and we'll find out um, how they got on um, as well. Um, before we get started, though, um, it, it, it does seem very strange to be talking to you today about uh, undertaking a global opportunity. Um, I suppose although a degree of normality has returned, uh, we're still experiencing the effect of the pandemic in some way. Last academic year, um, some of the, our, our opportunities that we promote um, have been cancelled or moved to virtual offerings. Um, for us, this brought a new way of working um, and we had to reevaluate what we could offer students. Uh, the university also took the decision not to allow students to travel in semester one, but thankfully during semester two, we managed to get some students out on study and work placements as the restrictions eased. Um, although there are a few opportunities that will not run during this academic year due to the pandemic, um, we can still offer a good range of work, study and volunteering opportunities. Um, and also a risk assessment has been put in place to ensure and maintain your safety. The university continues to, to monitor the global uh, COVID pandemic situation and the travel advice issued by the Foreign and Commonwealth Office. Um, and we're hopeful that as we move into semester two, um, we return to hopefully a full complement of offerings. So the Global Opportunities Team, um, which I sit within, um, our aim is to promote and support, promote and support students um, with international study and work programmes. We're quite a small team. Um, there's only six of us um, on the team and we're based in the Student Guidance Centre. Um, which, for anybody who doesn't know where that is, it's just across the road from the main Lanyon building um, just uh, on top of the bank. Um, today um, is about giving you an insight into the opportunities um, that we would promote um, in Asia. Um, and we would encourage everyone to look at our website to find about more specific details about these programmes. Um, we engage with students on a daily basis through email, through video calls. And we have a virtual drop-in session. Um, on a Tuesday and Thursday from 12 to 1, which you can book through My Future. Um, and uh, we also obviously organise a range of information sessions. Um, apart from Go Global Week, um, there will be sessions running right throughout semester one and semester two. So what we would suggest is um, either go on to our Go Global website 
um, or go onto my future and you'll see all the, the, the sessions advertised there. Um, and, and yeah, and, and if you want to, you can also book into for one of our appointments um, uh, to, to, to have a chat with, with myself or one of my colleagues. So we'll get started on the programs. The first one I want to talk about is Study China. Um, this program allows students to spend three weeks in China during the summer where you will learn about Chinese uh, culture, uh, Chinese life, uh, undertake language classes and learn about Chinese business also. Um, it's one of the programs that you know is very easy for us to promote because it's well funded. Uh, it's three weeks during the summer and it's, it is a fantastic opportunity. Um, as well as your normal uh, daily classes in language business and Chinese culture, you also get to go on trips as well. Um, these have previously included the likes of going to spend a day with a Chinese family, and maybe a, a visit to the Great Wall or a day trip to the, to the nearest large city. Um, whilst on the programme, you would stay in the halls of local universities. Um, three that I've mentioned here are Beijing Normal University, East, East China Normal University, and Zhejiang University. Um, so you would be staying in more like a university halls um, rather than, than our accommodation. In terms of eligibility, uh, the programme is open to undergraduate, postgraduate and recent graduates, um, although there may be passport requirements um, as well. Um, it's also it's a, it's a really, really well-funded programme. Your tuition fees for the classes that you do, your accommodation, your organised trips, your airport pickup, they're all, all paid for. So that would leave the likes of your flights, your visas, insurance, vaccinations, and just your kind of day-to-day -day living, um, which you would have to cover yourself. When we chat to students who have done this programme in the past, they've kind of said to us that, you know, that's around about 600 to 900 pounds. Uh, and in previous years for this programme, we've been able to provide a bursary to students. Um, and we would hope to be able to do that in the future um, for this programme. So at the minute, the programme is to be confirmed for summer 2022. Um, it is a fantastic opportunity, so we really hope that it does go ahead. Um, but we'll have one of our students on later. Um, Aoife will be on later talking about um, uh, her experience of the Study China programme. But um, we'll talk to Aoife a little bit later on. So the next program um, is uh, the Japanese Exchange and Teaching Program, or JEP, as it's, it's commonly known as. So it's a chance to spend a year um, basically teaching English in Japan. Um, there's two types of roles available for this program. There's the assistant language teacher or a coordinator for international relations, but the majority of students will go down the route of, um, of the language teacher um, as the role of coordinator for inter international relations requires Japanese, um, high level of written and spoken Japanese. And the aim of the programme is to enrich Japan's foreign language education and promote internationalisation um, through the, this teaching um, in schools all over the country as well. Um, the the programme, it's only open to graduates um, and successful applicants are employed on a fixed term contract for, for a minimum of one year, but that could potentially be mutually um, agreed to extend for up to 40 years, so it's a, it's a brilliant opportunity, especially for somebody who's just maybe finished their time at Queen's and they're looking for, for a role um, somewhere, somewhere different. Um, the salary for a new uh, JET uh, participant is, is around about 22 grand, so not bad at all for, for, starting, for starting off. Um, in terms of eligibility, applicants must be a citizen of the UK by the application deadline 
or hold a full UK passport uh, as well as being a graduate. Um, in most cases um, that we've seen, accommodation is arranged by the school that you would be teaching in, um, but sometimes it can be arranged through the programme as well. Um, but your flights to Japan are paid for by the programme. So applications for the JET programme are currently open, and they're open for the 2022 intake, and the application deadline is quite close. So if anybody's interested in this, um, we would suggest getting onto the website now and apply. And the application deadline is the 17th of November. Then after that, interviews are expected to, to take place in usually January, February time with a pre-departure orientation for those who are successful in the interview in June, July 2022. So if you're interested in this programme, definitely get onto the JET website um, and find out more and, and get a plan. Now, the next programme that I'm going to talk about um, isn't suppose, strictly Asia. It's... Um, it's in the Australasia region, so I suppose it does count. And one of our partners on this programme, the University of Newcastle, um, is in Australia. So you, this, this programme allows students to spend a semester or a full academic year um, in Australia um, or Canada for this programme. Um, the three links are up on the screen there. Um, the University of Newcastle in Australia, the Queen's University of Kingston in Canada, and the University of Alberta um, in Canada also. Uh, the programme works similar to the Erasmus programme, which a lot of students are aware of, where the time you spend um, on the programme for either semester or full year would replace the time that you would have been at Queen's. Um, so look, it's a great way to uh, not only experience a new country um, and city uh, and institution, um, but to also experience a new style of te teaching and also to take maybe subjects that you wouldn't be able to take at Queen's. Um, the exchange is open to full-time undergrad students of any nationality. Um, however, there are some subject restrictions um, and we would always advise students to seek permission from their school before they start the application process. Um, we also would remind students that the time spent at the university, the host universities, will replace the time you will be at Queen's. So, if you, um, so the marks that you receive um, in Canada or Australia will be converted back um, to when you return um, to Queen's. Um, in terms of fees, any NIGB or EU students spending the full year um, at one of these institutions will only be required to pay half the normal tuition fees to Queen's. Um, that doesn't apply to international students, however. So anybody then spending one semester um, at one of these institutions would pay the normal tuition fees um, to Queen's. And in the past, we've been able to give students um, a bursary um, to help with living and, and flights. Um, it's been about £750 in the past, and we would hope to continue this um, into the future. So applications for this um, study exchange will open uh, probably towards the end of the year. Um, we'll have them up on my future around about December time. Um, and interviews are usually around January, February 2022. Um, we'll be running an information session on the 1st of December um, of just specifically about this programme. So you can go on to my future and you can register for that session whenever you want. So now we're going to hear from our two students, uh, Aoife and Leah, um, about their experience. So if, if I could maybe get um, Aoife and Leah just to turn on their, um, their cameras um, and turn on their mics, that would be brilliant. Hi, Leah and, and Aoife, if you're not... Just familiar with the system, it's the wee buttons at the top there. Oh, brilliant. Hi, Aoife. Um, so, folks, look, you have um, undertaken um, the Study China programme. 
if I think it was summer 2019, am I right, that you participated in that? Um, and Leah, you done a virtual internship which think with Think Pacific in this summer um, or over this summer. And um, so we're just going to um, hear about your experience, really. Um, and if at the start, would you, if you wouldn't mind, just a quick kind of overview of yourself and what you're studying, um, and you know, a quick thirty seconds about how you got on in study chain. I love French and studied China. I heard about it in first year at one of these kind of talks um, or the development development week um, speeches. So I thought it sounded like a really good opportunity to go away for three weeks. Um, it's not too long, but it also is enough time that you feel like you can learn a bit of a new language and um, like discover somewhere new as well. So I really enjoyed my three weeks out there and I'm actually looking at applying again for next year uh, before I leave. Brilliant. Um, and Leah, maybe with yourself, just uh, just a quick overview. Yeah, um, my name's Leah. I'm in my final year of international studies and politics. And yeah, I completed the Think Pacific virtual internship in June of this year. I found out about it through a similar way, through just the university sending me an email. My actual school of HAP sent me an email about it, first of all. And yeah, I joined a webinar session just like this and found out about it and it was going to be a fully funded opportunity again so I thought it was just too good not to apply to. Brilliant and um, we should say that normally um, with Think Pacific these internships um, are physical and students go out to Fiji um, uh, but obviously with the pandemic um, they quickly turned these internships to, to virtual which is which is fantastic. Um, stick with yourself Leah um, how did you find the application process um, for getting on to the internship? Yeah, it was pretty easily accessible for the application process. Um, as I said, I joined the webinar session about it and there was somebody from Think Pacific there speaking about the process and they gave some tips and advice on how to fill in the application. And they kind of told us to be really personal in it and to just share things that we were actually interested in and passionate about. And I think, you know, if I hadn't found that out, I wouldn't have written the application in the same way and obviously maybe wouldn't have got the place in the same way. So, yeah, it was a pretty straightforward application. But again, it was just good to go and figure out kind of what Think Pacific were actually looking for and what they were actually wanting you to fill in in the form. So the webinar session was definitely a, a really positive experience. And after the application process, it was straight yes or no, rather than having to go to interview after that. Is that is that correct? Yeah, we got one phone call from somebody from Think Pacific just to sort of review the application. It wasn't really an interview, but it was just sort of going through what you'd written down in your application. And then after that, it was a confirmation. So it wasn't too tricky either. Brilliant. Um, and I suppose the same question to yourself, Eva, for Study China. I know it's it's only a while ago, but how did you get on with the kind of the application um, process? written one so it was similar to the one for Think Pacific there um, they had a few questions it was almost kind of like applying for a job or something and um, some of the questions that they were asking you to write about but the website also had like how to structure them and it was all following the star method so the situation task action and the response so it was really easy to kind of just find an example and um, structure your answer according to the way they wanted it set out and then there wasn't um, any other steps afterwards it was just whether you go. Yeah, 
Um, and as I, yeah, you're right. Um, as I remember from the application process, there's a lot of good guidance on their website to help you complete um, the application. So, um, you know, you've got onto the program, you're maybe a week or two away from going. What was running through your head? You go to China um, for three weeks. You know, were you nervous? We, you know, were you looking forward to it? What, what was going through your head? I was actually dreading it by the time the time was coming up because I didn't know anyone else that was going. Um, so it was just a case of like, I thought I was going by myself and I was a bit scared before I went. And then actually once I got down to Dublin airport and realized that there was loads from Belfast, there's loads from across um, Queens and Ulster as well, that it was just something to be worried about. Um, so it was yeah, there, there was about, um, I think in, in your um, cohort, there was about 30 students from Queens who went out on the programme. There's about 300 um, students, I think, right across the UK that go out on the programme. Um, so there's about 30 from Queens, and the year before, there was around about, I think it was about 19 or so. So um, unfortunately, the last two summers, um, the programme didn't go ahead, and we would hope that it goes ahead next summer, but that, that that's the way it was. The pandemic was the reason, the reason for that. Um, so uh, I suppose when you got there, Aoife, you know, you, your first couple of days, how did you, how did you find it? How did you get settled in? I suppose you're getting to, getting used to a new city and new accommodation and new food. Yeah. It actually is, it's really good at getting you used to everything. They have it really well structured. So there was a lot of like icebreaker things so that everyone could meet all the students from different universities. And then even the first couple of days um, that organised events and a big dinner for everyone. And then everyone was all in the same hotel and they, there was like an international restaurant on campus or there was a lot of different um, food options. And we had a McDonald's as well. So for the first mm. few days, I was going to the McDonald's till I kind of got used to everything. But um, yeah, it was easy enough to just settle into it because of the way. Yeah, and I suppose, um, Leah, your, yours was obviously a lot different. You weren't, you know, having to undertake the travel. But was there any um, kind of events or things organised with Think Pacific to try and get you integrated and to kind of make you aware of the, the culture of Fiji and, the, and, and you know, the, the programme that you were on? Yeah, so Think Pacific were really good at sort of structuring networking events and, like, catch-up calls on a weekly basis so you always felt like you could link up with other people we were part of like a smaller mentor group within your cohort and we would meet with a mentor and then from that I was able to meet other people from around the world that were also doing the internship and we sort of set up our own zoom calls so they really encouraged you to try and set up virtual coffees with other people so to just message someone and ask them if they wanted to grab a coffee to talk about what they were doing in their internship and things like that. Um, and as well as that for the culture, the, it's a major focus of the internship for them is sort of educating people on the Fijian culture, which was so interesting. And it's such an amazing culture to learn about, but they used to run a weekly culture session. So it was every Wednesday night and you could just join in on that. And they would do like a Fijian food recipe one week or teach you a bit off the Fijian language another week. So it was a really cool way to find out about the culture and it was quite informal and sort of like a webinar like this where you would just sort of go on and learn something new about their culture as well. 
And maybe a strange question, but the the contact that you were having, as in the webinars and the, the kind of the, the the sessions that you were having, were they all um, UK time, or was there any that were Fijian time? I'm not too sure what the time difference would even be. Yeah, yeah, it was quite a big time difference. Um, but they're just sort of similar to like Australia, New Zealand timelines, so they were always almost like a day ahead of us. Um, but they used to run certain sessions, so some days they would organise it for. BST some days they would organize it for like Fijian time so but there was always two options that you could go to so like maybe it'd be on a different day or they would alternate it between the weeks so they were very accommodating with the time difference as well. Brilliant and you were working on a project during your time there so can you give a wee bit of a just a favor of what the project you were working on was? Yeah so with the internship everybody gets to choose their own action project and Think Pacific are partnered with loads of different organisations in Fiji, so loads of different charities um, across loads of sectors. So you basically have a freedom of choice to choose whichever sector and whichever organisation you want to work with. And they also have a list of projects that they need completed for their own organisation. So I chose to do mine within the global health sector and I chose the Diabetes Fiji charity and basically worked on an action project for them. I completed like a research report around diabetes in Fiji and then a social media strategy that I was able to design for them. So it's really cool because you are just able to choose whatever you want and choose whichever project you want to do. So it was amazing to actually know that the work that you're doing is going to go back to a real charity in Fiji. Yeah, and you can, you can feel like you're really making a difference. Um, I suppose, um, Aoife, with the Sunny China programme, um, you're three weeks in China. So what, what was your daily kind of routine like and what sort of things did you get up to? So every day you had class from 8am to 12 o'clock, which at the start was a bit daunting because it was such an early start and you had to be obviously on time um, and ready for it. But then that also meant that you had the full afternoon free. So the first couple of weeks they had organised a lot of events every day for those afternoon sessions so there would be ones that were more like about culture or visiting places as well which was really good because we got to go to say like the forbidden palace and everything um and then the last kind of week and a half if you did anything left that you wanted to see yourself you had that time um to go visit places as well and then at the weekends i think something and then the final weekend there was a family visit so that was nice because you actually got picked up from the university um, and you got to go and visit a family's home when they made dinner and that was just a really nice way to kind of finish it off as well. Now was there any of the classes that you know kind of stood out for you above the rest? No, you, you would be doing a bit of business, a bit of um, language Um, I think there might be was it like Taekwondo or maybe some classes like that or karate classes or something or yeah so what 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 kind of stood out for you? The, I, like, I like the language classes because um I, I like studying languages obviously with French but they those more interactive ones were really really fun so we got to go outside the uni one day and do like a Tai Chi session um but then walking around the campus you'd see a lot of um, more elderly people would be doing that on a daily basis so it was kind of um, fun to join up with that and then even in the language classes the last half hour they would teach us a song to sing or like a talent show at the end of the three weeks so I think that was one of my favourite bits as well because it was just 
so funny, like 30 people in your class and everyone trying to sing. Um, in yes, that's a good crack. Um, so I suppose um, one of the most important things for a lot of students is, is costs, you know, and what, what is this going to cost? Um, we, from we talking to students before, um, when we talk into account the likes of flights and visas and everything, we kind of got the impression that it was around about 600 to 900 pounds, depending on where you fly from and depending on where you get your visa through. What, what's your, what was your kind of um, experience of the cost of the program? My cost for flights and the visa would have been around 500 because um, I know at the time Queens were doing like a, a grant for the program. So that covered pretty much all of my costs going out. And then obviously the hotel um, is paid for, so you're not paying for your accommodation. So it was really just spending money and um, food and everything like that is quite cheap. So my main expenses on top of that were just, you wanted to do a bit of shopping. So I probably would have spent in total Including flights and everything that was already covered by um, my grant. Yeah, and that uh, and that bursary, um, you know, if the program goes ahead in twenty twenty two, we would hope to be able to provide some sort of bursary and um, for students and um, who are going out. Obviously, Leah, and um, yours is again a little bit different. Um, the costs of the program, as I remember, there was about forty students across Queens that uh, participated in the Think Pacific um, project uh, in terms of, I mean, all your costs were covered. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So the way that it was sort of advertised to me first was that there was ten places within my school of Queens yeah. that were going to be fully funded. So yeah, it was completely cost free for me, which was good. Yeah, and and you know this year or well this summer we had yeah we had four schools that participated that had about ten uh, positions each, and we would probably try and hope to grow that and. Um, come next year so yeah more schools should see it see it, see it advertised there so i suppose um looking back what skill what do you think the skills were that maybe you learned from from doing the experience leas what what is there anything that you kind of think that would help in your future career path yeah definitely i think uh, just making connections was one thing that i've really benefited from my mentor was really helpful and he's all already just you know offered to be a reference in the future or to just get in contact if you ever need anything so that was really cool just to know that you have a sort of long-term contact from it and um, as well as that I think just completing the actual action project it's just amazing to know that you have this piece of work that if you ever need to show a sample of something you've done in an interview or talk about something that you've used research skills or creative skills or whatever it might be with your action project that you've always got that to refer back to and because you work on it with your mentor it always does end up being quite a good piece of work that they've helped you with and it's always something that you can fall back on in the future in any interviews or job applications. Yeah definitely I, mean, I suppose for, for some students they could, they could form the basis of a dissertation or a thesis going forward um, and Aoife what about yourself is there any skills that you know um, a lot of students who go out um, find that you know their confidence is boosted and their resilience is boosted just by that global experience. Was there anything that stood out for you that kind of you thought would, would help you? Yeah, coming home with um, definitely your resilience because going out somewhere like that by yourself and lasting three weeks and obviously studying in a new university in a different language um, 
it really did help the confidence as well then coming home and I suppose as well it encouraged me to do extra classes and get involved with the language centre at Queen's and I've like kept up with Mandarin since then and now anytime I've been in for um, interviews or internships or job interviews it gives me something to talk about as well that might be different than what other people can come in and speak about um, because obviously it's something I would enjoy talking about and can show that I was able to use my get involved with this yeah Joan, i'm glad you mentioned the language center um because it was on my kind of list and you know it's a fantastic resource to have for us on campus they have loads of different languages loads of different durations of languages loads of different levels so if anybody's interested um just get on to the language center website and, and there's loads of different classes there and um, suppose finally folks um and i'll stick with yourself Aoife, uh, I probably know the answer to this question anyway. Would you recommend the Study China program for any students thinking of doing it? Definitely, yeah. As I said, I'm, if it's on again next year, I'm already thinking about applying for it again because it's such a good program and there isn't really any others that are for about the same duration of time and um, mm -hmm. that are so well structured as well. So I would definitely recommend it, yeah. Yeah, and same question to yourself, Leah, about um, the, the Think Pacific virtual internship. Yeah, 100%. I absolutely loved it. It was such a great experience and just it made me sort of really fall in love with Fiji and everything about its culture. So I would definitely recommend that to anyone just to get that experience and to meet people from all over the world, even if it is virtually as well. And have you, do you think that you would like to try and get out to Fiji maybe at some point to experience it? Yeah, definitely. If it ever comes up as an opportunity, I would definitely take it because it would be so cool to actually see Fiji after learning about it through the laptop screen for a month. Yeah, you know what? We'll we'll keep your name on our list. If it does pop up, we'll drop you an email. Um, I suppose um, because it's a virtual internship, it's a little bit different to what we normally kind of offer. So sometimes many students would think to themselves, you know, well, it's going to impact my summer. I'm going to have to sit in front of classes. You know, with your summer, did it impact you much in what you were normally doing during your, during the summer? Not really. It was the good thing about it is it's so flexible. Um, from a day to day basis, it's not like a sort of nine to five. You have to be on your laptop sort of thing. It was sort of there'd be deadlines for when you'd have to complete certain parts of your project, but it's sort of up to you then to manage your own time. So there was one time I was doing it from Port Stewart and just random places. So. It was really good and flexible like that as well with your summer plans. Yeah, brilliant. Well, look, folks, thanks very much for coming along and, and, and sharing your experience. They're both brilliant opportunities. Uh, Think Pacific, we would hope we'll be running next year with maybe more places. Um, whether it's virtual or not, we're not 100% sure yet. Um, Study China, again, it's just to be confirmed for next summer. And um, we would hope um, that it does go ahead because, as I said earlier in the presentation, it's one of those easy um, easy programs to promote because it's, it's a wonderful experience. So, um, Ethan, Leah, thank you very much. That's brilliant. I'll get you to just turn off your mics and off your um, your cameras now, um, and I'll hand over to my colleague, Rory, who's going to continue on with the session. Connor, thanks very much for that, and a special thanks to both Ethan and Leah. It was very, very interesting to hear I suppose they're their first hand experiences. Um, I'm not going to labor this section too much because I think Lee, Lee has done the program a great justice in promoting it. Um, just to give you some additional information on the organization. So Think Pacific are a volunteering organization that is registered as both a charity in 
UK as well as Fiji. In terms of their main aims, it's through what they would like to do is that through ethical volunteering, they want to empower Fijian youths and Fijian communities to achieve their national development plan. So the organization has very close links with the Fijian ministries and the different sort of community organizations that allow students to do either in-person expeditions or else the virtual internships and work on real life projects and challenges. So as Conneth and Leah mentioned, you know, it's a fantastic opportunity for students to get involved in volunteering program, you know, develop their professional and personal skills, but also get that cultural immersion. Um, in terms of the virtual program, it is obviously, obviously a lot cheaper than doing it in person. Um, we just need to make you aware of the costs that are involved in international volunteering programs. So they are quite high. And what we would say is that if you're looking at advice on how to fundraise and how to sort of uh, cover the cost of international volunteering, we would recommend students to get in touch with the Volunteering Students Union Department. And you can find that the links to that on the Students Union website. In terms of the next opportunity I'd like to draw your attention to, it is the Daiwa Scholarship. So the Daiwa Anglo-Japanese Anglo Foundation is also a UK charity. It was established back in 1988. And the purpose of the foundation is very much to support closer links between the UK and Japan. Um, they offer a fully funded uh, scholarship program, which includes uh, a language program, a work placement, and a homestay in Japan. In terms of fully funding, what that includes is your tuition fee, uh, a weekly maintenance grant, and accommodation, and also a return flight um, to and from Japan. It is a, it's aimed towards students at undergraduate or postgraduate level, and even recent graduates, but it's those students that are sort of leaving university and looking to develop their sort of, you know, language skills in Japanese, but also sort of their career awareness. The program itself lasts 19 months. So what, how the program sort of is structured is that for approximately a month, you spend uh, a month in uh, Buckinghamshire learning Ch Japanese language. Then as a group, you travel out to Japan and you begin a 15 month language course, which is very intensive. You then complete uh, a five week work placement in an area that relates to your sort of career area or your sort of area of subject that you've been studying at university. And then included in that is a, a one month homestay with a Japanese family. And the idea is that you develop your language further and you also sort of develop your cultural awareness and they sort of bring in, show you the sights and sounds of their, their local city and or community. As I said, it's open to any subject, find your students on any level. And to be eligible, you need to be a UK passport holder and between the ages of 21 and 35. Interestingly enough, I had a call this week with the Queen's alumni and he completed the programme in 2003. And he testifies that this programme sort of developed a lot of things that he still does to stay. So he's currently still in Japan and he's been there for over 11 years now. Um, he's obviously fluent in Japanese. And a lot of the contacts that he made through this programme have now sort of shaped his career. So he's moved from two different roles in two different industries, and each of those were through contacts originally made in the program. Um, the closing date for the this opportunity is the 2nd of December, and you can find more information on the Daiwa uh, website. In terms of the next uh, program, an opportunity I'd like to share with you is, is called Go to Co. 
So GoToCo is a social enterprise. Um, it's similar to Think Pacific in that it was set up by individuals who travel to a, a different country and just basically fell in love with it. Uh, the founders of GoToCo uh, studied uh, Chinese language at university, uh, traveled extensively through China, and then basically just wanted to, because they were so passionate about the country, they just wanted to sort of showcase it to other young people. And um, what they set up was a company that offers uh, the opportunity for you to teach English or lead outdoor activities on camps and summer camps across China. Uh, GoToCo as a company aims to improve cross-cultural cross awareness uh, between different countries across the world and also China. In terms of, uh, I suppose, like most of the, the programs, uh, the company is, the organization is hoping that the program will run in 2022. And again, they're just keeping a very close eye on the, the current situation and whether students can travel out and, and stay for the summer period. Interesting enough, this is a program that has no costs, so there's no program fee, uh, accommodation, meals and a TEFL training course are all provided. Um, there is a refundable deposit, so students pay, I believe it's £200, and on completion of the course then that is refunded. The idea of having the deposit is that the organisation are reaching out to summer camps and schools for you to teach in. And I suppose there's a lot of sort of background work and sort of commitments made there. So this is just a bit of security in case that was to fall through and they had to look at backup students to, to replace those and fill those positions. And I've also included a note there to say that there's to say that there's a holiday uh, for free at the end of the program. Uh, the organization have a small resort in a part of China. And what they do is they invite every one of the participants to come and basically just as a group get together sort of eat a lot of nice food, sort of relax, uh, do a lot of it sort of excursions and basically just sort of wind down after a hectic summer. There is also the opportunity for students to travel on to different parts of China and I suppose sort of develop your cultural awareness and visit other parts of the country. In terms of what the students pay, you have to cover your own uh, flights to China, so your return flights, uh, a cost for the visa and then day-to-day -day living expenses. So I suppose uh, Aoife gave a good insight into what those costs uh, could potentially be. And in her case, it was in around £500 for the sort of flight and the, the visa for her time on Study China. Um, in terms of applications, they're open now. And any students who are interested, I'd recommend that you go to you go to the GoToCo website and just register your interest and start to build up your awareness and research on the programme. Okay, so in terms of another opportunity, and this again is sort of directed towards final year students who are interested in teaching in China, and it's the Opportunity China program. They run a graduate program um, each year, and again, they're hopeful that they'll be able to offer it in 2022. It's a 12 month uh, graduate teaching program, and it allows you to sort of secure a teaching role in a Chinese school, and sort of develop your teaching experience and your personal skills West experience in a new culture and a new country. Uh, there's an option to either start it in February or then I suppose in most cases students will be looking to start it in August. Well, I suppose um, you can start it recent, quite soon after graduation or you can leave a bit of time and then start slightly later uh, the following year in February. The actual salary package is quite attractive. So the schools will be paying each of the teachers between £1,000 and £1,500. And then as well as that, there are your flights and accommodation will be covered by Opportunity China. In terms of the eligibility criteria, just a few points. So you, you need to have a, a bachelor's degree. So it's very much aimed at students coming out of university. 
um, they require you to have a clean criminal record and it also require you to if you haven't already secured or have two years teaching experience then they will support you to complete a 120 hour TEFL teaching certificate and you begin that TEFL certificate on on receiving your offer of teaching so there's a certain window for you to complete that certificate in terms of the degree the criminal record and TEFL these are all requirements for the visa to allow you to travel and work in China so um, there's no sort of you can't go out without having all of these criteria in terms of the the program as well we've we've spoken to students previously who've had a fantastic experience on the program and they have commented that there's a lot of support available so if you are interested but new to teaching then they will obviously train you they'll have a mentor available to talk about their experiences and, and provide advice and then obviously they'll have a lot of events and pre-departures in around cultural events and cultural awareness networking and obviously then health and safety that you'll need to be aware of so similar to all the programs i've mentioned you know go on the website start to build up your awareness and, and register interest and consider this as a good opportunity on graduation okay in regards to think pacific i, I just made a, a reference to volunteering so volunteering is a, a fantastic way to get you know uh, professional as well as personal skill development and um, it's a great way to sort of contribute to worthwhile causes um, it'll definitely enhance your CV and you'll get a lot of sort of rewarding experiences from it. Um, as I said, my advice is that if you are interested in volunteering internationally or even locally, you know, reach out to the Volunteering Students Union Department and they'll be able to provide advice. Um, just be cautious when choosing your, your volunteering opportunity and that's when their expertise will, will be very beneficial. So they'll be able to advise you on what organisations you'll want to be involved in what organizations link in with your interests and sort of your career sort of career interests but also they'll be able to give you information on how to fundraise because as i mentioned previously the sometimes international volunteering programs can be very expensive and uh, the ones that i've listed on here are either quality approved or organizations that the our department would would have uh, good linkages with and um, just a note a few so in the last few years uh, organizations such as Habitat for Humanity and 10 Foundations, they have both been the RAG charity of the year. And again, we've had students go out in different programs for them in the Philippines and in Cambodia. And as Leah's mentioned, obviously Think Pacific run both virtual and in person. Okay, just coming to towards the end of the, the session, I just want to touch very briefly on Generation UK. Again, this is similar to Study China in that it is to be confirmed for 2022. Um, I suppose in summary, what this involves is a two-month summer internship in one of six one of six different locations in China. It is mainly aimed towards students who are in their second year above who have a UK or Irish passport. But I suppose, uh, importantly, you need to be in, in receipt or have previously received a maintenance grant during your time at university. Uh, the program covers uh, accommodation, uh, the placement fee, but effectively what you do is you, you choose a location that interests you, you, tr you choose uh, an industry that is related to your subject area or an industry that you would like to try. And if you're successful in your application, the Generation UK program will place you with a host company in that area. And then they will sort of give you a two month internship and, and train you and give you an insight into what the, that job and that industry looks like. 
and similar to some of the other programs, we do have bursaries available if this program goes ahead and if you are successful. Okay, so applications, we anticipate if they are running it, will be open in semester two. Okay, so today is obviously the final day of Go Global Week, and this may be the first session you've come to. You may have come to all of them, hopefully you have. But if not, um, if you've registered for a session or if you've come along today, what we'll do is um, in a week's time, sort of Monday week, we'll send, or the following week, we will send you an email uh, just with a whole link, uh, an email with links to all of the information sessions that you can go back and view them. We'll also give you links to other sort of resources and information that you'll want to be aware of. Um, just going on to in terms of if you have any questions, so feel free to put them in the chat function and we can sort of discuss them or answer them. Um, if you want to drop us an email, just reach out to us at goglobal at qb.ac.uk. If there are any of the programs that really interest you, I would encourage you to go on the website and have a look at them. But also feel free to book in for a virtual drop-in session. And we run these every Tuesday and Thursday between 12 and 1. You can basically just book in for a 15-minute conversation. It's very informal. We'll, we'll either look at one program in, in a lot of detail or else we'll just go across a, a broad range of programs that may interest you and just answer any questions that you have. So if you do have any questions, just feel free to put them in the chat. And in the between now and then, I'll just show a short video. I was just gonna say, everyone, thank you very much for coming along to today's session and all of the other sessions that run this week. Uh, we see Go Global Week is just the, the start of your research and sort of getting enthusiasm for these international programs. So I'd say, take a time to review the opportunities on our website. Uh, book in for a virtual uh, appointment if you wanna have a chat about programs in more detail, or just simply drop us an email at Go Global and we'll be able to come back with, with more information. I'd also like to take the opportunity to thank uh, Leah and Aoife for coming along today and, and kindly sharing information on their experiences. It sounded like uh, both of you had a very, very positive time and hopefully you'll be able to take part in further uh, international programs. Um, if you are interested in other sessions or information sessions throughout the uh, semester or it's coming into semester two, uh, I'm just gonna put a, a link to the careers events page. Uh, you'll see all the events that our team and career service and employer engagement team are running, are running throughout semester one and we'd encourage you to come along to these and engage with the service so just on that note thank you very much for coming along we appreciate it yeah thank you bye bye you've been listening to a podcast from the careers employability and skills team at queens music by ben sound to access more go global week 2021 resources from queens please visit our website go.qub.ac.uk forward slash careers or follow at QUB Careers on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.